Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm the Legion Andaraja. And I'm Pete Donaldson. The man born, Ronaldo de Assis Moreira, better known as Ronaldinho, is, let's be honest, one of the purest figures of joy that football has ever seen. If you saw Ronaldinho in his prime, it is simply impossible to exaggerate how much fun the man was. He did things no one else could even think of, as if they were the easiest thing in the world. The tricks, the moves, the goals, all rounded off with that great big smile. He won the World Cup, the Champions League, La Liga, the Ballon d'Or and much more with a skill and end product that cemented him as the superstar of his time. But he was not like other superstars. Other superstars went to training. All the time you talk about Ronaldinho and everything, but I didn't see him today. Perhaps the most fascinating thing about Ronaldinho are the stories about his carefree approach to football, how it seems like it really, truly was easy for him to just turn up on a match day, step onto the pitch and be one of the greatest players you've ever seen. <laughs> Never too early for showboating if you're a Brazilian. This, of course, is not the full story, as his post-Barcelona career took a number of turns and his life became complicated, but we'll get to that in time. But for now, we're going to enjoy the party, because this is the Football Rambles Guide to Ronaldinho. 
Oh, chaps. It's oh. fun time. Carnival season is here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an email from listener Airhip Hodge, who uh, who says, I think it's time for Ronnie Dino uh, to get the Ramble Guide to treatment. Well, Airhip, here we go. And today is Ronaldinho's 43rd birthday, Pete Donaldson. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. Yeah, happy birthday. There we are. Ronaldo. Take it easy, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just one of eight players in the history of uh, the game to have won the World Cup, the Champions League and the Ballon d'Or. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Collection. Mm. People Very... often forget. Maybe they don't forget. Maybe that's the wrong word. But I think people, when you think of Ronaldinho, he elicits such a visceral reaction of joy yeah. that you forget he's not hes not like your cult hero type, even de la Pena or, mm-hmm. um, you know... I liked him when he was doing it in those little things. He did it at the very, the very yeah. top of the game. Yeah. I, th- I think I think we'll get on to um, Messi, of course, but I think Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Lionel Messi have just have skewed football so much. Mm. You think, oh well, if you're if you if you really want to be the best, you have to to consistently do it for you know fifteen years or whatever they've both been right, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, was what usually would happen was you would get players like Ronaldo Phenomeno or even said that Luis Figo or Zinedine Zidane. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldinho as well. They mm. would have say five years, four or five, maybe, maybe. Well, it depends really. Obviously, they're always great players, but they would have. They'd have a peak essentially. They would right? have yeah. a peak mm. exactly. Yeah, and, and that had a peak, didn't he? Until it all went. <laughs> <laughs> a widow's one. Um, but yeah, so I think with Messi and, and, and Cristiano Ronaldo, they've kind of sort of skewed it a bit. But Ronaldinho, mm. for that period of whatever it was, three to five years, give or take. He was he was on top of the world. Yeah. Mm. So one of the interesting things about watching football for me recently has been um, I've managed to very successfully indoctrinate my girlfriend into watching football, whereas before she hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching the World Cup, when we watched France, the moment Kylian Mbappe got mm. on the ball, she's like, oh God, who's he? Yeah. And she said, oh, he's different. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. a really good way of, yeah. of explaining players like that, isn't it? Uh, the ones that really, really stand out. And Ronaldinho was mm. that, like to the nth degree, mm. where he was just like a, you've never seen a player like that. It no. was like he was dancing. Well, it was, yeah. And uh, well, and he did love the dance floor, didn't which he? Which I assume he does as well. Um, yeah. Well, uh, do you know what? And on that, when he was um, at Flamengo, he insisted on having a nightclub clause inserted into his contract, so they had to allow him to party for two nights a week. <laughs> just not the two nights before match day. Yeah. Pal, all right, just please. All right, we accept the reality here. Yeah. Just help us out. Um, his uh, former teammate, Barcelona Deco, who was a fine player himself, said that uh, Ronaldinho was more talented than, than Messi and, and Cristiano Ronaldo. And I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah. I, think, I think Barcelona fans, I remember when Messi was, if Messi had a peak... Certainly, when Messi became the player that he was and was, you know, just outstanding and, and one of the, the greatest of all time, the one thing they would often say is when comparing the best players they've had in their history, recent history, is they would say, oh, look, obviously, Messi's the best player, but Ronaldinho. He did stuff where you're like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. But- how, how did his mind go to think that? When it, you know, with a back pass. Mm. When I say, as in passing with his back. Now I know he we've seen that with his of... chest as well. Yeah, the Ronaldinho chest pass. Yeah, and people might he think, could, oh, but he could seen... hit that harder than I can hit a ball with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> but the way his feet would move, you know, the, the, the flip flaps, the, 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 the all that kind he of feet, stuff. He had feet like hands, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's it's also underplayed sometimes with those types of players. You think, oh, they're, they're all skilled, but not as much 
maybe lacking in a bit of industry, if if you see what I mean. Mm. If you think of something like Killing and Bap, obviously phenomenal, but again, more industry than than. Fl- I say that comparing it to Ronaldinho, maybe that's harsh, but. But Ronaldinho did have the end product yeah. for that period of really, time. Really, really consistently. Yeah. And it was really varied as Pace well. Pace and like, strength are two things yeah, you wouldn't necessarily yeah, say, absolutely. but he had them. Especially when you find out how his approach to training, mm. uh, it, it's all the more fascinating. He must yeah. have actually had a real kind of, I suppose, natural athleticism and natural strength. Because yeah. as we'll come on to, there's talk that he he didn't really train that much, which is absolutely phenomenal. But it was the variation in his in his end product for me that was amazing. The incredible skills mm. he, he would use to get around players and, 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 and beat players and and either score himself or assist for players. Mm-hmm. But he would score a long-range screamer with such consistency and regularity that mm-hmm. it was like he had a special move. Yeah. yeah. That that goal he scored, was it his debut for Barcelona? Or so it was very early on in his Barcelona career where I think the match might have been delayed. Um, so it happened quite late. It was, it was an evening You say game. that like he called up. Sorry, Laz. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just push it back. I should have clarified, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So eventually, he's like the Axel Rose of... Yeah. <laughs> he is the Guns and Roses of football. Yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and he scored... It's that goal that a lot of people have seen where, he, where he's out on the left, as he liked to be, and he cuts inside. And he beats about three players and shoots from a ridiculous distance out like a good 30 yards mm. and it smashes on the underside of the bar and goes in it's it, it, it's it's a brilliant goal it might be well i was about to say is that my favorite goal of him there's so many but it, it would be up there and again that kind of pace in and out weaving in and out smashing the ball from that it, one can forget that you think of like the more cheeky side and the more delicate sort of skills and whatnot but had that pace and power because you know to play in the modern era you know he wasn't just uh a, a player who um, would be pushed off a luxury player, and yeah. and, and that's kind of kind of what hastened his release from uh, Barcelona. You would probably say he was treated quite poorly, I think, in, in many respects. But you know, Barcelona were a different side to the one that he joined, mainly due to himself. Mm. And when he lost that kind of through his injuries that he never really came back from, mm. um, he lost that explosiveness, yeah. and that was such a big part of his game, coupled with that kind of cheekiness yeah. that he'd honed um, in futsal. But I think that's a good point to make because when he went back to Brazil after playing in Europe. I think people thought he was done, but he did win the Copa Libertadores mm. when he went back. He was also the South American Player of the Year, and I think 2013, which yeah. is long past what his peak was considered to be. He he won trophies out there. He did incredibly well. Mm. I think, but but if, that goes into Pete's point. That if, but but at Barcelona, you'd lose that little something. Yeah, and also I think maybe the hunger and desire, and also living away from home. Yeah, I, I think it's important to remember as well that the, the Barcelona side that he reinvigorated. Mm get forgotten about a little bit because of what Pep Guardiola's Barcelona went on to do with winning, basically winning every trophy they were in in his yeah. first season and, and, you know, Messi becoming, you know, arguably the greatest player of all time. Until that team, Frank Rijkaard's Barcelona were being spoken about as the best Barcelona side ever. They were being spoken about as like perhaps better than the dream team, which is, That's you right. know, and it's, and because they went on to achieve so much more relatively quickly. That does get forgotten about a lot. But, yeah. they, you know, all of us were, were talking about them in, in the same terms. Mm. And, and rightly so, because they were, they were just such a spectacle. Yeah, I think, I think people often think that with, 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 the, with that side, you say that, that, you know, Guardiola came along and he got rid of a lot of those players. And kind of, you know, it, the results stand up, you know, in, in the performances. But there were, it wasn't just that. There was a time before that where it was just glorious to see. One of my, um, one, of, one of the best sort of collector's items, if you like, I've seen at football matches was a, a Ronaldinho assist for a messy goal at the Nou Camp. Ooh, that's tidy. Ooh, lovely stuff. Um, but Ronaldinho, um, 
where did it start for him? Born in 1980 into a family of footballers and musicians. It just makes sense. Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make it sound like they were all playing football and playing music like in the delivery room. Do you know room. that picture of Pele on the front of that um, album or something where he's got the old sort of, is it a flamenco guitar or something? He's in full football kit sitting on the pitch. <laughs> it just that's, that's the scene, you know. Yeah. So typically Brazilian. Um, yeah, and, and his brother was a footballer. And his mm. brother, uh, you know, did pretty well. Um, nothing compared to uh, Ronaldinho, of course, but his brother would often say in interviews, uh, my younger brother's going to eclipse anything I do. He was very forthright in that, mm. actually. Um, and you just look at him, everybody's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair shout. Isn't it? <laughs> um, but but Ronaldinho, of course, his name is Ronaldo, which is quite a common name in, in Brazil. He was given the nickname Ronaldinho partially because of Ronaldo Phenomeno. Yeah. He loved a bit of futsal, beach football, all, all, all the rest of it. But he, he kind of burst onto the scene. And one of the things where people first saw him was in a final of a state championship where his team were playing Dunga's team. And he absolutely rinses Dunga. Like just, just YouTube, Ronaldinho Dunga, mm. and you'll see. And yeah. that, Dunga! And he's got <laughs> short hair at the time, which is quite weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But Dunga, like Drill Sergeant Dunga, like yeah. doing that to him, but I, just, it's, it's the sheer gall of it. But I think also there was something symbolic. Some, some Brazilian journalists have said that Dunga represented that, you know, 94 side when he lifted the World Cup trophy. And as he lifts it, he's shouting and swearing at everybody who doubted him. And, oh, am I not? Because he was not seen as the type of player they wanted. They loved the 70 side and the 82 yeah. side. And Dunga was, you know, that, that sort of more physical side to the game. And I think some now it's it's easy to say this in retrospect. You know, you can be a little bit sort of wise and creative after the mm. event. But Ronaldinho coming along, playing this beautiful samba, flary, all the cliched sort of Brazilian type football, roasting Dunga, and it was kind of like, oh, who have we got here? Yeah. And a matter of days later, starts. Uh, sorry, I don't know if he started, but he played for Brazil, his first international cap against Venezuela, and scores a goal where he flicks it over one of the defenders' heads, runs in, and, and smashes it in, and a star was born. But so. Doesn't that sum up the, the the whole joy of Ronaldinho, specifically, I suppose, for people of our generation? Because for so long, certainly t to my mind, mm. the way a Brazilian should play mm. was almost confined to Nike adverts, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, they're all <laughs> the 1998 funny. World Cup Nike yeah. advert. Yeah. Oh, you know, they, like, you know, Danielson. I felt like Danielson had more minutes for Nike adverts than he actually did for yeah, yeah, yeah. Batiste, Real you know? basis, yeah. <laughs> but it got to a stage where, like, with Ronaldinho, you were like, I reckon if I told people about how Brazilians play, you know, future generations, and told them about this player, they wouldn't necessarily believe me because of all the ridiculous things that he would do at the very highest level. And so the idea that you can hold on to that individuality, that flair, and do it at the highest level, almost satisfied quite literally everyone yeah. because he mm. made that Brazil team a quintessential Brazil team mm. and gave Brazilians... Mm -hmm their success, you know, mm. with that World Cup win. You know, he was in, in 2002. Yeah, that, those, that front three of uh, Ronaldo Phenomeno, um, Rivaldo. Uh, yeah, so Rivaldo, Ronaldo and Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, he, he was actually the flair part of that front three, yeah. which is mad when you think about it. Well, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and to have him and, and, you know, the great Ronaldo in the same team, because Ronaldo Phenomeno, for my money sort of brought the game into the modern era in that the moves he did, like we hadn't seen quite that kind of skill. And then you see other people doing it. And so he was this incredible platform. And Ronaldinho took that and managed to add to it. Yeah. Which is which is utterly incredible. Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, 
you know, they've they've gone on to those platforms. But I wouldn't necessarily say they they added to it in terms of stuff that you've seen. And that is in no way disrespectful or critical of those players. Because those players, what they did was was greater than the aforementioned two they're, Brazilians. They're, they're plain Janes by Ronaldinho's standards. I mean, I, I, I'm reluctant to go that far. But I get. I don't, the, I don't think it's necessarily I, an insult. I, they were more. They were more efficient. They. They. they but Cristiano Ronaldo's feet the, were like incredible yeah. skill. They, they, yeah. But, but they, they. They. They're not doing the same things that Ronaldinho was doing with the football. Well, and, and, and he, doing them on instinct as well. Ronaldinho yeah. wasn't doing this as like some kind of circus act. Ronaldinho generally thought, "I'm on the edge of the box against Alessandro Nesta, one of the best mm. defenders in the world." I'm going to shift it one way oh. with one foot and then the other and bang it into the top corner with my left foot because that's the quickest route to goal. That, 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 what a goal that was. And, that, and, and again, that shows you it flair and industry. Yeah. yeah. I'm, standing, I'm standing at Stamford Bridge on the edge of the box. <laughs> Everyone stopped because I've stopped. Yeah. And, and I'm the dancing. Only, yeah, yeah. And the only path to the ball is doing a stanky leg on my right leg and then hitting it with the outside of the foot. There's a toe poking it. Yeah. But that, uh, have you seen a goal like that since? Yeah. Or ever before that? On Sunday League, I have, but I don't think they meant it. Uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> the old toe punt. Also, I'm sure you meant it. <laughs> also, the, one of the first of this and previous generations to shoot under the, under the wall. Well, yes, that's the, right. Is a reason we have the draft excluder as it is now. That's right. The draft. Oh, you go for the draft excluder. I quite like that. I do like that. <laughs> um, yeah, in, in, incredible. One shouldn't forget his time at PSG. You know, um, Arsenal tried to sign him and he couldn't get a work permit. And then he ended up going to PSG later that same year. So that's fine. <laughs> well, Manchester United tried to sign him when he um, went to Barcelona, and Barcelona offered more, pretty much the same amount of money, but more of it up front to him. At you see, I, I, I heard, and this is what I want to believe that Days when, off. <laughs> uh, no, better than that. He he when he was when he was talking to Manchester United, he said, "Can I have a helicopter to take me down to London so I can go out on the town there?" <laughs> that was that was the rumor. I don't right. know whether it's true, um, but when you also hear things like uh, in Brazil, it was said that he had a tunnel directly connecting his house to one of the best-known nightclubs in Brazil. That's, that can't be true. Uh, yeah. Of course, it can't be. That's but, Churchill's war tunnel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably not true, but it is believable. No, he probably didn't have one, but he used a spoon to try and fashion one. I would, I would actually believe that. Yeah, the yeah. tunnel would just be a club in its own right, wouldn't it? You'd never even get there. It's just wherever it's too he, much fun happening. It's wherever he is, that's where the club is. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Well, um, when he was at PSG, uh, his teammate uh, Jerome Leroy once told on the continent's very own Jonathan Johnson that he rarely attended training. Ronaldinho did not train on any day of the week. He just turned <laughs> up on Friday, ready to play on the Saturday. He'd come in with sunglasses on, go and get changed, and then go straight to the massage table to sleep. Players with great talent like him are a bit crazy. Now, uh, you know, wh- wh- one can make light of it. That, that, I mean, that is very unprofessional, and yeah. uh, we, we will get to um, his, his life off the pitch perhaps a little bit later. But I know it was a slightly different era, but it's still the modern era yeah. of football. This it is surely not... can't be that he never trained. Yeah, it, it it can... That just cannot be true. Well, I think there's probably a little bit of a exaggeration and maybe an element of myth here, because again, with those skills, you have to hone them. Mm. It, it, people have... And the physicality would break down if you weren't exercising, essentially, well, uh, which to- is what this implies. <clears throat> yeah, totally. I mean, I think that... People, I think, want to believe that. I think we, we, we sort of marvel at people who we think, oh, they've just turned up and they've just freestyled that stand-up comedy set. Or, he just, you know, that riff has just come to the guitar mm. stroke. It's kind of like, obviously, some people are do, do improvise, and he did that plenty of times on the pitch. But you have to have the skill set to be able to do it. Otherwise, you know, you do a David Dunn, don't you? 
Uh, <laughs> God bless him. Um, so yeah, I, I I I know what you mean. But when he went to Barcelona, they, they weren't in great shape. They haven't won the Liga um, for a few years since 1999. Actually, they had a disastrous season in 2003 where they finished sixth. That's Barcelona. Mm. <laughs> Outside the top three is a shocker. Sixth. Could I know they had some better name teams. Five Spanish teams <laughs> other than Barcelona, <laughs> Papa Roberts. You got to remember Valencia and Deportivo. They were very yeah, good. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Um, Even no, Mallorca were yeah. decent back in those days. There's your five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he joined them in 2003, and uh, they, they they improved. Uh, l- l- let's be fair. Um, they went to win back-to-back La Liga titles, and then won the Champions League in 2006. You will remember that one, Jimbo. They beat Arsenal in the final. They did. They did. Woo. Uh, <laughs> a victory for some of Barcelona. Um, but uh, yes. Um, so Ronaldinho playing for Barcelona. He was obviously teammates with Messi for a bit. And he assisted Messi's first goal for Barcelona. And Ronaldinho would often say to the press, or certainly did a few times, a bit like his older brother did to him. He was like, you should see this young lad in training. Yeah. Now, maybe Guardiola or, or those at the club, Guardiola was not managing the side um, maybe at that moment. He was he was in the club though. He was, he was around the club at the time. Maybe they didn't like that because that kind of puts a lot of pressure on Messi's shoulders. Yeah. I mean, he did deal with it, fair to say, I think, you know, looking at the man's career. In the, in the end, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He had to leave, didn't he? He really, to really, really shine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, but he, he did become... A, 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 a sort of an older brother kind of important figure in, in, in Messi's um He used to comb his hair. He, did, he used to, he used to comb his Messi's hair and yeah. then and other players would ask, why are you not combing my hair? And he'd say, well, you're not going to be the best footballer in the world, which I think <laughs> is, is a right? lovely bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. He's combing his own hair. Yeah. <laughs> Messi, Messi's, remember Messi's first goal for mm. Barca yeah. and it was like Ronaldinho like, did that kind of scoop Yes, and yeah. then Messi scooped it into the net yeah. and then he was pulled off for offside and then this got the exact same fucking goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> but that, was that when he, did Ronaldinho, did he jump on Ronaldinho's yes. back? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was almost like he was parading him round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look what I've got and you've got now. Yeah. Don't mess up your hair. <laughs> yeah, too many ages doing that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, but he was quite shy, Messi, and Ronaldinho. I think mm. you know brought him in. And, and I mean, that's that. quite. <laughs> you know, mm. he's quite shy. Yeah. You know, new place. You know, he'd be a good mentor. Ronaldinho, a shotgun, wanna... a loaded <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to come? On? Just show him around a bit. Uh, show him what? Uh, just around. Well, yeah. uh, so I, th- I think take him yeah. out. Take him where anywhere. Yeah, I, th- I think while he was, I don't know what the. Um, I don't know how old you've got to be to get into a nightclub in Spain, but I think, you know, so Ronaldinho being like the older brother for Messi. Ronaldinho's trench court. <laughs> but I think... Who's that on your back? No one. <laughs> I think for a time, you know, again, Ronaldinho, that's really nice in integrating squad as Messi's like just getting older, mm. maybe thinking, oh, I'm getting a bit more confident. Maybe I'll go for mm. nights out. That's when Guardiola goes, right, you're off. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. The 2006 World Cup is often seen as a turning point in his career. He'd won the Champions League with Barcelona that year and Brazilians thought this could be the moment that he would prove himself to be possibly even the greatest Brazilian player of all time. Because yeah. when they won the World Cup in 2002, he obviously got sent off against England, missed the semi-final. He did actually, he was back in the final. Uh, and it was a good side, as, as you mentioned earlier, Vish, but I... I in, and it's the last side that won a World Cup for Brazil, incredibly. But I'm, I'm not sure it's seen as a particularly vintage Brazilian side. But I think they thought that Ronaldinho's style of football and what he brings to the table in 2006, it was like he is now, you know, this world superstar and he's going to take this tournament by the scruff of the neck. And he didn't score a single goal in Brazil lost to France in the quarterfinals, where Zidane bossed them. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's seen as a bit of a disappointment. Um, and and that's where his career, you know, at Barcelona, his last couple of years were, or certainly his last year, it wasn't as good as what we'd seen no. before. Then he would go to AC Milan for for a few years. Again, had had moments because it's Ronaldinho. He can still produce moments, yeah. scores goals. He scored a lovely header mm. in the derby, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then back to, to Brazil with uh, uh, Flamengo and uh, Atletico Mineiro, where, as we said, he... You know, he did pretty well. Um, off the pitch, gentlemen, um, he was often making headlines, usually for for maybe not great reasons. Tostal said of Ronaldinho, "Oh, Brazil, which, great, of course, absolutely." And I think this is a really, like, this is bang on essentially, and encapsulates his legacy quite well. He said, "Ronaldinho lacks an important characteristic of Maradona and Pele: aggression." They transformed themselves in adversity. They became possessed and furious. And I think that's right, isn't it? Mm. Those players, when things started to go against them, they knuckled down and they they found reserves of, of skill, talent and energy. And you felt actually with Ronaldinho, 
he didn't even really try to do that. Yeah. He just began to coast. Maybe it's because he'd won so much already and he'd achieved so much. Maybe it's just the type of character that he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that people are who they are, you know, and, and, and it really is as simple as that. And I think Ronaldinho was never necessarily going to be the sort of person um, as either of those players, as, as Messi or Ronaldo, who is always mm-hmm. going to be a model athlete, model professional, really, really dedicated to the sort of physical fitness side of it. And actually, that's fine, right? Because yeah, it yeah. kind of yeah. he's, it, he he's won the World he's Cup unique, Champions League. He's interesting. He's uh, again. I don't think one should. Yeah, I, I I I totally take that. I think that one can be a little bit sort of oh, but he never really made the most of his talent. But you're seeing that through Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo's. I'm not saying he didn't. Make, I'm no, saying no, the opposite. Of that. Exactly, Jim. I'm adding to your point. Um, people say, oh well, you know, did he make the most of his talent? And you think, well. He won the World Cup, the Champions League. He was undisputed, yeah. undis- undoubtedly the best player in the world. We, everybody around the world knows him and loves him. That's not 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 too bad. Yeah, okay, fine. He he could have been maybe at the top for another two or three years. You know, it, it, it did catch up with him at Milan. You know, in two thousand and nine, he was left out of a Champions League game after being at um, a nightclub in Milan in, until two thirty a.m. 48 hours before um, the game, he responded by flying to Paris straight after that and going clubbing there. He loves life. I mean, he scored a great goal against a- Atalanta that very weekend. But it, it is like, that's obviously his prerogative. That's what he wanted to do. And one can be a little bit sort of, you know, what would be the word? One can be a bit sort of fantasy football about this sort of whatever and say, well, well, why is he doing that? He could have played, he could have played. But you're right, Jim. Maybe he thought, you know, I've done all this. I can still coast a bit. And I'm still playing for AC Milan in Serie A. Do you know what I mean? It's a man who just loves living in the moment. And and it's very easy to say, I'll be, you know, I remember Jonathan Wilson talking to um, a former Liverpool and Ireland uh, player. And, you know, the the Liverpool side that he was a part of were were known as the party boys. And they, you know, they've reached a few cup finals. They may have won the League Cup. I think they finished second in the league. And he said, but you were the party boys. You know, if you'd have maybe gone to bed a bit earlier and knuckled down, maybe you could have won more. And he said, yeah, but we enjoyed going out. We we enjoyed that. And he said, he said, well, what about you? What do you do? He said, could you write an article? Probably not with Jonathan, but, you know, if if you take the spirit of of what he's saying, if if maybe you didn't socialise as much or, or, or whatever... Um, could you write a few more articles a week yeah. kind of thing and and again I don't think that's necessarily relevant for, for, for Jonathan but you get the point and I think that you know to say he didn't make the most of his talents and to sort of think oh well he ended up playing um, you know most of his career at, at, at you know at Sam Allardyce's Bolton or something which is no disgrace actually it's, it's a bit harsh because some great players did that if Ronaldinho had been at Sam Allardyce's Bolton that would have been a disgrace yeah let's that be clear would have been horrendous true enough yeah. I don't know that it would have been if we look at you know how Okocha played during his time there. yeah but so, so there you go so you're comparing him to JJ Okocha JJ Okocha is a supremely talented player but what, what, what and again no disrespect to his career not even in the same bracket as yeah, someone like Ronaldinho but I think I'm some people specifically about this this example that we threw out flippantly okay I, don't, okay. I know Okocha mm. is not yeah, yeah, yeah. at the level of Ronaldinho sure but I but I think the, the idea that you know he didn't make the most of his talents or, or what could have been I don't, I don't think is on the table but that that could have prolonged it a little bit but... that that comes from people putting stuff upon him so even that Tostal comment's interesting because it is such a working class sport mm. in Brazil that Basically, we end up having the same conversations about what it is that working class people want from life, regardless of the sport. We can take the football out of this. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a fundamental thing that people assume everyone who comes from working class backgrounds are driven to the point mm-hmm. of squeezing everything out of every every single moment about, you know, having that aggression. When he talks yeah. about Pele having that aggression, he he's basically alluding to the fact that he's had a tough upbringing. Yeah. You, you know, the the world is against you. Mm. You rally up against, yeah. against the world, basically. Yeah. And you get and you take what's yours. And Maradona, that's definitely the case. Yeah. But fundamentally, you can also be of a mind where you you do all those things, but it's governed from a different. It, well, it comes from a different place. The motivation mm-hmm. is for a better life. Yeah. And a lot of times, people happen upon that better life, and they're able to spread that to other people and think, you know, this is cool. Mm. This is perfect. Yeah. This is exactly what I and my family and my people want, and I'm able to look after my people in those in those ways. Mm. And if you look at Ronaldinho at the time when he was at AC Milan. He struck. I think he struck that balance. Mm, yeah. If you look at if you look at the things, not just the things he achieved, how happy he was. If you look at the, um, you know, when people talk about him going back to Brazil to party, but he basically had the same friendship group as when he was there, like mm. back in the day. Certainly, the and like that fell apart later on in life. But at that moment in time, yeah, man was contented. Sure, and that's kind of what anyone wants from life. Yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I mean, it's frustrating for the fans. If you if you look at a player, you think we've got a well-beater and you can see that he's not firing on all cylinders, cylinders and he was in a nightclub the night before. And that's probably their... That, and you know what? Yeah. They're absolutely right, but that's their problem. Well, th- that that's just... That is the situation. Yeah. You, you're a football fan, footballer, but a footballer still has a life, as you say, and can strike a, a balance and... And whatnot. It's it's it, it's it's a tricky one. I mean, you know, when he went back to Brazil, um, when he was at Flamengo, the performances did start to drop off a, a bit. And one of the former uh, club presidents urged Flamengo fans to call a special telephone hotline um, called uh, Disque uh, Den Tuco um, if they spotted Ronaldinho on a night out in an effort to convince <laughs> him to stop. They'd and I pair for that line. So yeah. I think I think maybe at Milan what a drinking game that would be <laughs> stay but, out till you meet him. But you know. <laughs> Age catches up to us all, and I think that at Macy Milan, maybe there was a you, you know you could argue there's a balance because he still scored a great goal against Atalanta the week we mentioned, and there were still some moments. Wasn't his last goal in? Uh, sorry, obviously going back a bit. His last goal in the league was a bicycle kick. Like it, oh, he, yeah. he does great, like goodbye farewell. He? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. And and we said you know at Brazil he did put in some performances when uh, especially at Atletico Mineiro, but. You know, as I say, age cats is up to you know this kind of party last night. You you can't do it anymore. And then it did become a little bit gimmicky. He felt almost like a Harlem Globetrotter. You know, right. I'll I'll go and play for them a bit. I'll go and play for them. And I think it's the Pele Highway. It is a little bit. And I think sometimes it's easy to say it about someone else's career because if he's still got this talent, I mean, look when he played for Querétaro in um, Mexico, I think it was. You know, he, he turns out and okay. And he played, you know, not very long and didn't, didn't do much. And it was, you know, one could say it's ultimately disappointing. I'm sure those fans enjoyed seeing him in oh, their absolutely. shirt. And, mm. and it was, a, it, again, there is a little bit of the Ronaldinho roadshow about it. And one can be a bit snooty about that. And I do understand that sometimes you can look at that and think, this is, it, maybe this is a bit sad. But then on the other hand, when he when he does whip in a free kick and yeah. it may be his only goal in a half a dozen appearances or whatever, and you see that smile, you kind of go... Yeah, <laughs> some things are bigger that. than like a you know a, a one-all draw. Yeah. I saw Ronaldinho. Yeah. I saw him play. Yeah. I saw him do his thing. Yeah. Like, also, there is a sense that like his in the entirety of his second spell in Brazil was like that, and that just isn't true. No. Because as you say, he won the Libertadores, won the Continental Footballer of the Year award. He achieved a lot. He he won things there. There was a, another part of that story that we don't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. 
I, no, I, I do agree with that. And he, he finally retired in 2018, which seems crazy. I mean, I might say finally because, like, you thought, is he still? Is he still going? But he would just pop up in sort of various places. I mean, if he wasn't playing, I don't know, sort of futsal or or, or whatever. I mean, he, he, his professional eleven aside playing career finished in 2015, but he was playing in various. I think he played in India for a bit. In a, I think that was the futsal league. It yeah. was at the futsal league and so on. Yeah, so he's, he's a man who's been let's say, taken advantage of in a million different ways. That's true. Ma- mainly through the, 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 care, the, the carer that was his brother, that is mm. his brother. Um, you know, he, he, he has the earning potential of, you know, the, he's probably like top 15, mm. maybe top 10 uh, players of the world. Yeah. And yet, you know, his Instagram is just NFTs and yeah. and uh, betting apps and stuff. And, 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 you know, to Western audiences, him hanging out with like Bolsonaro, I mean, it's not, not as if like half the best well, team don't do that and all that stuff. Yeah. Like all, this kind of like you know obviously losing his father so early meant that his brother had to kind of yep. look after him and, and and you look at some of the states that he turns up to, to stuff in mm. and it's and it's you know it's almost Gascoigne-esque at times yeah. it's kind of you sort of wonder whether the, an invoice will be coming for for that mm. um, sooner rather than later but um, so often these, these these stories end like that but he played he, he yeah. played the way that he mm. uh, conducted the rest of his life and you know he's uh, he should be celebrated for that definitely and I think the, the story in, in 2020 when he was arrested in Paraguay after entering the country with a false passport. See, <laughs> he spent some time in a maximum security prison. Um, and you just think, what on earth's going on? And then you hear that, like, he's playing football and, like, you know, like, yeah. you know, putting, like, beating all the all the other prisoners and, like, making them laugh and stuff. And you kind of go, again, like, it's really sad to hear that Ronaldinho's in prison because of some weird nonsense or whatever um, and then you know the wardens organised Ronaldinho tours and he's greeting locals and playing football with them and you think even in that setting he's making people smile and so yeah. you can't deny the character of the man mm. again the, the the being taken advantage of and, and very poor decisions that have been made and so on are clear to see but that infectious smile that that yeah. that wonderful joy that he um gives people is uh, it, it's undeniable and his son is in the Barcelona Academy <laughs> just signed forget. last just week signed. yeah so yeah. you know this, that, that, there's, there's a lot of positivity here as well I bet, imagine he's like just a, a six foot two destroyer at the back of <laughs> <laughs> like, really <laughs> non-nonsense real non-nonsense right okay uh, <laughs> uh, incredible he's a target uh, man yeah. Yeah. Ronaldinho <laughs> Inho, <if you laughs> and he's a real misery gut he's Erling Haaland <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Well, Eden Hazard said he learned a lot from Ronaldinho and summed it up well when he said, football is a tactical game and you have to be serious sometimes. But he taught me always to do it with a smile. That will probably frustrate Real Madrid fans. <laughs> but again, a man, a man <laughs> who Shouldn't have given that fucking standing <laughs> ovation then. <laughs> oh, dearie me. What, what a player though. Like I, I think... Anybody of, of certainly of our generation and, and, and you know either side of that, if if you had to construct like your favourite or even best eleven of all time, mm. I'm pretty sure his name would appear in the vast majority yeah. of those. It would every, be every, painful to leave him out. Yeah. Every team deserves a Ronaldinho kind of character. <laughs> they just do. But there's yeah. just not. There's, there's, there's so few of us. work, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. There we are, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another football ramble guide. To remember, we want your ideas for what to talk about next. Email us show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble and you like Air Hip Hodge could get your handle could presumably that is not his actual name read out and thanks and praise <laughs> and whatnot. so there we are thank you very much everybody and thank you Ronaldinho Bye. we'll see you soon that wasn't him <laughs> Footballramble.com
Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.